Hello and welcome to Your True Self, a podcast about real life stories of transformation, navigating life and being able to show up in the world as your unapologetic self. Here, we'll talk about the ups, the downs, the ugly truths and the magical moments that we all experience but often feel we can't share. I'm your host, certified transformation coach and mentor, Jackie Rogash. I'm going to share with you how I was able to heal my trauma and move from barely surviving to thriving and ultimately embracing my imperfectly perfect self. Because I know the power of community, I'll also be bringing special guests along for the ride. Throughout these conversations, we'll speak about the different factors that support us during our own personal transformations, including healing, resilience, mindset, connection, and so, so much more. So strap yourself in because it's time to discover your true self. Hi, hi, hi. It is so good to be back with you for another episode. Today's episode is all about self-compassion. What is self-compassion? Being kind to ourselves, always. It's interesting because it is very easy to be kind to ourselves when things are going well. And I also feel like it's almost always easy to be kind to other people, especially people that we care about. But what about when things aren't going well? When life feels hard, when you're worried about failing or feeling inadequate or things just aren't going to plan? Maybe you go through a breakup. All of those moments of challenge, those life challenges that we are all going to face at some stage. My question is, how kind are you to yourself then? Self-compassion means being kind, warm, caring and understanding to yourself even when things feel hard. I am not oblivious to the fact that Self-compassion is something I have to work on constantly. I am and always have been my own biggest critic. And if things don't go to plan, it can be really, really hard to stay positive and upbeat. You know, again, I am human, so I have these experiences. And, you know, you'll notice from last week's episode and my socials and stuff like that, that the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of moments where... I've been pretty judgy to myself when really all I needed was some compassion. I also know that being compassionate to ourselves improves our life exponentially. And specifically, showing ourselves compassion improves our confidence and the way that we see ourselves, which might seem a little bit strange because you're like, how can being kind to myself make myself more confident? Well, that's why I'm here. (laughs) Today, I want to share some of the ways self-compassion increases your confidence and what you can do to start to bring in a little bit more self-compassion, especially if being kind to yourself is not something you are familiar with. Or maybe you're familiar with it, but you find it really hard, right? So let's do this. How does self-compassion improve our confidence and self-esteem? 
Firstly, it reduces self-criticism. So it reduces the amount that we criticize ourselves. Showing yourself compassion means treating yourself with the same kindness and understanding that you would for a friend, which means being less critical and judgmental of yourself, which means being less nasty to yourself, right? When you're compassionate to yourself, you're less likely to be an asshole to yourself because how can you be nice to yourself and an asshole at the same time? It just doesn't work, which means if you're being nice to yourself, then you're not going to be criticizing yourself. So naturally, it reduces criticism. The second one, it increases self-acceptance. This is a biggie. When you are compassionate to yourself, when you allow yourself to embrace yourself just as you are, flaws and all, you naturally start to accept yourself a little bit more. We are all imperfectly perfect, right? There is not a single person on this earth that is perfect. Or maybe you think there is, but what's perfect, right? And being compassionate highlights that your worth is not dependent on meeting unrealistic expectations or standards. Instead, you value and show empathy to yourself no matter what. And this is a big one because I know my community and I know you, which means you more often than not set really, really high expectations for yourself, set really high standards for yourself. And being compassionate to yourself gives you that grace to grace and space to show yourself that you're worthy just as you are. Whether you meet those expectations or not, doesn't matter. You start to accept yourself for who you are. And that's a really, really beautiful thing. Self-compassion also enhances resilience. When you are kind to yourself, you're able to move through obstacles and setbacks so much easier because you're approaching life in a way where you don't frown on yourself or make yourself wrong if something doesn't work. Instead, you approach life with a bit more balance, a better understanding and perspective, realizing that, you know, that's just part of life. And rather than judging yourself or beating yourself up or being depressed, while you navigate obstacles or setbacks, you start to tell yourself that you know everything will work out. It might just be a little bit different to how you originally thought, right? It's, you know, I know all of these are quite similar, but they're also really different. And these are, I guess, the main way, the main things that I wanted to highlight. And there are two more. This one's uh, changing gears a little bit. So compassion promotes a growth mindset. I feel like it's been a little while since I've spoken about mindset, which is funny because it's such a huge part of the work that I do. But following on from, you know, enhancing your resilience, when you show yourself compassion, you're more likely to view mistakes and failures as learning opportunities and opportunities for growth and expansion 
rather than something that's going to stop you in your tracks. So naturally, if you're in the mindset of, you know, when things don't go right, if you're in the mindset of looking at why it went wrong or why it didn't feel right or what that obstacle is, and then moving to a space of what can I do differently? Like what's, what do I need to change to make this work for me? That's growth mindset, right? You are looking at ways that you can grow and expand your life, your mind, your wellness, everything, as opposed to staying stagnant, as opposed to, you know, a failure or obstacle stopping you in your tracks or even setting you backwards. And I know for me that I would much rather be in a growth mindset state than a state where I'm going backwards. And finally, it reduces, it reduces, <laughs> self-compassion reduces fear of rejection and comparison-itis. Bum, bum, bum. I feel like this is a really big one. This is a really big one for my community because we do, we care about what other people think, sometimes too much. You're going to be less concerned with what other people are doing and saying when you're compassionate to yourself because you're validating yourself rather than looking for external validation. So rather than going externally and trying to find someone else or something else to validate you, you're doing that for yourself. Your worth is not dependent on other people. In fact, it's not dependent on anything. And I said this before, but you are worthy just because you are you. By being on this earth, you are worthy. And when you show yourself kindness and grace and compassion, you're telling yourself that you are worthy. You're giving yourself that gift that you so freely give to others, but probably struggle to give to yourself. So with all of that said and done, let's be a little bit more compassionate. When we shift our focus from external and go internal, everything changes. You stop caring about shit that doesn't matter and start being kind to yourself. You're giving yourself emotional support, which then transfers into every area of your life. Have you ever noticed that in those moments where life feels really good and you feel supported and everything feels stable, I guess, or balanced and something goes wrong? It's so much easier to navigate as opposed to those times when life feels a little bit rocky already and then something else happens it feels like the world's ended, right? Self-compassion can be that difference. Self-compassion can be the reason that your obstacles feel a little bit easier to navigate. But more importantly, it can be the reason that you start to be confident in who you are, that you start to believe in who you are, that you start to love who you are. And again, that's such a beautiful thing. Okay, so we've looked at how self-compassion can improve your confidence. Now let's switch gears again and look at five ways that you can start practicing self-compassion. Because 
realistically, this is the key, right? It's one thing to be like, okay, I need to be kind to myself because that's going to help me. But how the fuck do I do this? <laughs> right? Okay. So number one, kindness over criticism. Kindness over criticism. When you notice yourself criticizing yourself or judging yourself, stop, pause, take a moment and reframe it so you're being kind to yourself. Talk to yourself as if you were talking to your best friend, right? Always choose kindness over criticism. This will potentially be a little challenging to start with, especially if your habits are to judge yourself and criticize yourself. So again, be kind and be patient and just go gently. Number two, mindfulness over labeling. This sounds a little bit strange, doesn't it? Basically, what I mean by this is observe your thoughts and emotions without judgment. Acknowledge what you're going through or what you're thinking without labeling it as good or bad. This is especially important with emotions. There is no such thing as good and bad emotions. There are just emotions. Sure, some emotions don't make us feel great and they might even make us feel, in air quotes, bad, but the emotion itself is not bad. In fact, it's necessary because if you're feeling that, it's for a reason, right? So when people are like, oh, these bad emotions don't feel them, like, fuck, that annoys me. It annoys the shit out of me, right? So stay present and again, accept your human experience rather than judging yourself or trying to label certain pieces of you as something good, bad, or otherwise be present, be mindful, just be an observer. It's really interesting because anytime we go into energy space. So when I do energy coaching with clients, we can, you know, experience a lot but there comes with a state of neutrality it comes with a real state of peace like I've done sessions with my mentor Sora where I've been bawling but I've also been okay you know my emotions were really really balanced but I was experiencing something in that moment so when we allow ourselves to just be open and not judge ourselves for what's going on and not labeling it as wrong or right or good or bad or anything in between, you're showing yourself compassion. Number three, I feel like a little bit of a broken record with this one, but accept your humanness. You are human. You make mistakes. I make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. But also part of the human experience is Trauma, suffering, self-doubt, imperfections, questioning ourselves, uncertainty and everything else you have or may experience as part of your human experience, right? Yes, obviously, <laughs> there are also the really wonderful things that we experiences, experience as humans, love, joy, gratitude, abundance, you know, you name it. But the reason that I've highlighted what I have 
is because you're more likely to be critical of yourself when you're going through that as opposed to when things feel good, right? Again, with all of this, you know, the human experience, you are not the only person in the world who experiences it. You are the only person that experiences your life and your situations in the way that you do, but others experience it too. Yes, it will be different, but also they are there. I wish, you know, part of me wishes that no one had to experience any hurt or suffering. But at the same time, part of me doesn't. Because if everything was always perfect, life would be pretty boring. Like we wouldn't grow, we wouldn't challenge ourselves, we wouldn't be stretched, we'd be dull. And more than likely, we'd all be the same. But So, you know, obstacles and things like that, they make us resilient, but they make us who we are. You know, they make us different and unique. I used to always think that I was alone in my trauma, that no one would understand what I'd been through and how could I talk to anyone and, you know, they just don't get it. But I now know that that couldn't be further from the truth. Unfortunately, way too many people understand what it's like. And I am really grateful that I now know that because I know I'm not alone in this world. Because I felt very, very alone and very isolated prior to knowing that. Number four, (laughs) sounds like a little bit of trickery, but create a compassion toolbox. If you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I get it. It's okay. Calm down. But create a compassion toolbox. So what I'm talking about here is start building a toolbox of tools and strategies that help you self-regulate and soothe. Right, so having these tools makes everything easier, especially during the hard times. These tools will be ways that support you to go inwards when things feel rough, again, rather than judging yourself or projecting onto external factors. Um, Lots of my clients who I either still work with or finished working with always say like, You know, they've created such a beautiful toolbox of strategies that support them. And that can be for anything, right? So create a toolbox, whether it is journaling or meditating or whether it's going for hikes or whether it's writing yourself a letter or putting up post-it notes or listening to affirmations or speaking to a friend, you know, so many things. There are so many things that you could do. Have a shower, have a bath, like, you know, you name it. It's your toolbox. That's a beautiful thing because what works for you won't necessarily work for someone else. So find the things that help you self-regulate and soothe. Hugely important. And lucky last number five, kind of already spoken about it, but journaling, meditation and affirmations. Now, the reason that I've bunched these together instead of making them separate ways is because I know that one of these might work better for you than the others. 
similar to someone else. You know, you might love journaling and someone else might hate journaling. So they might use meditations or affirmations, you know. So I'm putting them together because fundamentally they have the same outcome in that, you know, they allow you to be kind to yourself. They allow you to process things. They allow you to show yourself compassion. So with journaling, you know, you might want to write down when you're facing a challenge and judging yourself and then reframe it. You know, write something physical and reframe the way that you're talking to yourself and then read that back to yourself. That's really that's really powerful. Or maybe it's just a space to get everything out of your head, to do a little brain dump, if you will. You know, again, there are a million and one ways that you can journal. And, you know, for me, it's changed over time as well. So I'm not going to give you like, this is the way you must do it. Um, then we have meditations. So find self-compassion meditations in the whatever app you use or YouTube or whatever, right, in self-compassion meditations. But these are going to gift you kindness, compassion and grace without you having to think about what to say to yourself. You know, if you are experienced in meditation, you can probably drop in and do your own self-meditation. If you're newer to it, then I'd always recommend a guided meditation because then it removes the like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? Like, what do I say? Because you've got someone saying it for you. The biggest thing I would say with guided meditations is make sure you like the person who's doing it or like not the person, but make sure you like their voice because there is nothing more frustrating, well, for me anyway, than there's probably a lot of things that are more frustrating, but you'll see where I'm going with this. But sitting down to do a meditation and then it starts and whoever's doing it, their their voice just annoys you. It's like, oh, you know, so if you listen to it and you're like 10 seconds in and you think, this is not for me, then stop, pause, change it. No one's going to judge you and no one's even going to know. Right. So find someone whose voice soothes you. And then affirmations. Again, if these are your things, find a few sayings that resonate really deeply with you and repeat them to yourself morning and night. You know, affirmations is about saying things that empower you, inspire you, that make you feel good. The thing with affirmations, though, is when you say it, you need to believe it. So really try and channel the words and the energy behind the words in the sentence or phrase that you're saying and allow yourself to feel that. Because if I'm sitting on the couch being a miserable bitch and just not, you know, wanting to talk to anyone and sitting there going, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. While I'm angry, that's not going to make me happy, right? Um, so just tune in. Like, I guess it's about being present. Be really, really present if and when you do affirmations, but also with all of these. It's always going to be so much more powerful if you are present. So that is it in a nutshell. I cannot put a value on the importance of self-compassion But I also acknowledge that it's not always easy. It can be downright hard to be kind to ourselves all the time. So just go gently, right? That's all part of it. Be 
being kind, giving yourself grace, like gently, gently, right? You can't come in and go, right, I'm going to be kind to myself right now and that's it. (laughs) No excuses. Like that's very drill sergeant-ish, right? So I hope this has helped. I really do. And I hope that you can trust that everything you ever wanted is totally achievable for you. In fact, it's waiting for you. You just need to be ready for it. The universe is listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of Your True Self. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Jackie.Rogash or through my Facebook group, Inner Transformations with Jackie Rogash. If you love this episode and don't want to miss another one, I'd be so grateful if you could hit subscribe and also leave a five-star review so more people have the opportunity to hear this podcast because you just never know who needs to hear what we'll be sharing. Take care and stay true to you.